You are listening to the official podcast of the Mission Redlands. We are a growing community living out God's radical love. Happy Sunday, Mission Church. We are so happy to be in your home right now on your TV screen or on your device screen. Uh, Thank you for choosing to worship with us. We hope you're enjoying the new uh, Mission Online experience. And uh, this is the first time we're trying this. And so it's all new to us and we'd love to hear your feedback. Um, But today we're starting a new sermon series called Live Now. Live Now. And uh, when I think about all we have lost in the last seven months, uh, my heart can't help but grieve. I, I know some of you have lost jobs. I have a particular friend in mind that uh, she's a hairdresser and her hair salon has closed down two separate times on the brink of having to close the business down. And, um, and here she is, she, she's worried about losing her job and, and all of a sudden, you know, they're able to open back up again. And, and, and that has tacked, has had an emotional toll on her heart. Right. And, uh, and, and I know other people who have lost jobs. I even know, um, people who have lost family members and friends, like, like, dear family members and friends to COVID-19. And, uh, you know, it, it, uh, it, it grieves my heart. It really does. And even, uh, even the way we're allowed to corporately worship has changed drastically, right? It's changed. And, and when we've been wounded by loss, right? We have to go through the process of healing. Otherwise, we will just carry that loss with us in an unhealthy way, you know, indefinitely. I think grieving is a vital part of the healing process and grieving well. That's what I always tell people is, is allow yourself to feel what you're feeling and grieve well. Stay current with God and stay current with others. And uh, taking the time to mourn your loss and submitting your pain to God for healing is part of that process. And in the Christian life, you know, the Christian life is full of pain and suffering and anyone who tells you different is trying to sell you a false gospel. Don't get me wrong. There is incredible joy and fulfillment and love, but there is also pain, loss, and suffering. And we don't like to talk about those parts of the Christian life, though many of us have to live it out, right? It almost feels like with COVID-19 that we've become exiles, right? We've become exiles from our life before COVID, right? An exile is a person who has to leave their home and go to a place where everything is different, different culture, different social normities, and, and an altogether different way of thinking. Uh, even though most of us haven't had to leave our homes, in fact, the opposite, we've had to stay in our homes, you know, uh, it feels different somehow, like we're strangers in a new land that kind of popped up overnight, right? 
And, and in many ways, I think there are a great number of people right now who feel like exiles. They may not be able to articulate it, but they feel lost and out of place. And, and this feeling has caused them to feel a sense of paralysis in their life, stuck in place, stuck in a place that they don't recognize and they're ter terrified to move forward. This concept of being in exile is not new. Uh, the people of Israel entered the promised land as God had promised so long ago. They built a magnificent temple to God and saw many victories, uh, a few of which we've discussed in the last few weeks. And, uh, but in the book of Jeremiah, the land of Israel has, has been sacked by Babylon. And the weird thing is that God fully admits that he willed this to happen, right? Uh, there are numerous stories about the people of Israel being unfaithful to God. But at this time, before Babylon uh, conquered Jerusalem, the Israelites had reached a new level of unfaithfulness to God. They were worshiping God in his temple like they were supposed to, right? Uh, but also right outside the temple, many of them had begun worshiping other pagan gods. Right? Some of the Israelites even had adopted the practice of child sacrifice to these pagan gods. Can you believe that? Can you imagine that? And, and, and so God ends the charade and executes his judgment on Israel in the form of the Babylonian army destroying their land. This wake-up call to the people of Israel concludes with God's beautiful temple being destroyed and many Israelites being taken into exile to live and work in Babylon. So thousands and thousands of Israel, uh, Israel's people were now exiled to Babylon, right? A strange place where nothing is familiar and they were the outsiders. Uh, I imagine some of the Israelites were quick to accept the culture shift and adopt the practices, even the evil ones of Babylon, I also imagine that there were some who stood in complete defiance to the culture of Babylon. And I'm certain that there were some faithful ones to God that were grieving the loss of the promised land God had given them. These people felt lost and confused and, and probably a little paralyzed they can't go back to what was, and they're scared to move forward into this new reality that they're faced with. Does that sound familiar? All of this is sinking in, and the word of the Lord comes to Jeremiah. I find God's instructions to the Israelites through Jeremiah very illuminating. Jeremiah tells them this. This is Jeremiah 29 verses 4 through 7. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, 
says to all the captives he has exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem, build homes and plan to stay. Plant gardens and eat the food they produce. Marry and have children. Then find spouses for them so that they may have uh, many, so that you may have many grandchildren. Multiply. Do not dwindle away. And work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. God says to the Israelites, get comfortable, guys, get comfortable because you are going to be here for a while. They were actually there for 70 years. God promised to come back for them for 70 years. God says, build up your homes, go make babies, right? Who wants God to say that to them, right? All the guys at home are raising their hands, right? Ladies are like, nope. God says, build up your homes, make babies, lots of them, plant gardens, eat good food, do not dwindle away. Because when you feel paralyzed, that's the effect it has on you. You begin to dwindle away, right? Uh, You begin second guessing everything. Anxiety takes over and a quiet panic begins to reside within you. You get so stuck in your own head that you can't seem to even make the simplest of decisions. You're frozen and you're dwindling away. For some of you, and I, and I have friends that I am positive that they have no idea what I'm talking about. And that's totally okay. Because there are others of you that do, right? Believe me, I'm all too familiar with this feeling of being paralyzed. I was there for about two months towards the middle of COVID. Uh, I felt scared and anxious about the future. I felt grief stricken because of all the loss surrounding me. And I just stuck my head in the sand and started to wait and just tried to wait it out. Just tried to wait it, wait for it to go away, right? I honestly kind of stopped living with the future in mind because the present was so overwhelming. And I know some of you know exactly what I mean. And I believe that that is exactly what the Lord is saying here to the Israelite people. He's saying, don't dwindle away, even in exile, live now, live now, multiply, marry off your kids and become grandparents because that's the good stuff, right? At least that's what I hear. Like that's the, that's the money spot you want to be in the grandparent, right? And, 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 And the most important and shocking instruction comes from the Lord last in this scripture. Verse seven says this, multiply, 
Do not dwindle away and work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. Yeah, you heard that right. God said, yeah, build houses, make babies, and work for the peace and prosperity of Babylon. Pray for the city that now holds you in exile because its welfare will determine your own. The word welfare in Hebrew means shalom. Shalom can be used many different ways. And most of the time when people say it, they mean peace. But the biblical meaning is more than just peace. Shalom means completeness or wholeness, right? The Lord is saying, live, pray, and serve for the shalom of Babylon. And as you do, you will find your own shalom. Don't focus so much on the circumstances around you. Don't get lost in the weeds here because what I'm doing, it's necessary. It's necessary. So if you want to find true peace, seek the shalom of those around you and you will find real peace yourself. Because if you can find God's peace, God's shalom in exile, then I guarantee you no man can ever steal it away from you. But it starts with taking your eyes off yourself and off your circumstances. Start loving and serving those around you, especially if they're different than you, right? Pray for the shalom of God to come over them and their household. And as the Lord works, your grief will shed and you will find yourself truly living even in exile. Because the shalom of God, the completeness, the wholeness, the soundness of God can be inside you. You can receive it. The Lord promises that even though we may have to be in exile for a while, he isn't going to let us stay there forever. We will not have to stay in exile forever. Because don't forget what God says to the Israelites later on in the chapter. And lots of people use this scripture as their life verse um, or, or a verse that they speak over their life and remind themselves of. But I think it's important to remember that God was speaking to a nation here. God was speaking to not a person, but a people group. These people who have been ravaged and separated and exiled, right? And here they are paralyzed, some of them. And God is saying, seek the shalom of Babylon and you'll find it for yourself. And 
he promises later on in the, sh- in the chapter, uh, at verse 10, this is what the Lord says. You will be in Babylon for 70 years, but then I will come and do for you all the good things I've promised. I love that. Don't you want God to do all the good things for you? I love that. But then I will come and do for you all the good things I have promised, and I will bring you home again. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In these days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and will bring you home again to your own land. That's the promise of God to the people of Israel. So what can we do right now? Now that we feel similarly. Some of us, if it's you, if you're feeling stuck, confused and paralyzed, starting to question everything you know, about God and about life in general. I want you to begin to seek the shalom for those around you. I want you to take your eyes off of yourself and off of your circumstances and pray for those around you and serve uh, for peace and prosperity for those around you. And God promises that if you do that, you will find it yourself. Let's pray. Father God, I felt like this message uh, came from you for some very specific uh, people And I don't know who they are, God, but you do, thankfully. And so, Lord, I pray, God, that if if there are people out there right now that are watching this, Lord, men, women, children, I pray whoever it is, Lord, God, that you would draw near to them, that, that you would whisper all the good things, all the good promises that you have for them in their life. And though we may feel uh, alone and confused, we can seek peace by serving for peace and serving for the prosperity of others. And as we take our eyes off of ourself, Lord, I believe we fix our eyes more firmly on you.
In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You are listening to the official podcast of The Mission Redlands. For more information, visit us at themissionredlands.com.